On today's Locked on Jayhawks, we're previewing Kansas against Illinois in their exhibition debut. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. And on today's edition of the show, we're previewing the Kansas-Illinois exhibition game for basketball. Um, Obviously, we have our KU football preview against Oklahoma out. We'll have a uh, crossover episode for KU Oklahoma out as well. So if you're like, hey, what's up? Why is this releasing now? There's football game coming up soon i there's those previews just check them out with the show anywhere your podcast or on a youtube page where you can like and subscribe to the show before we get into today's ku illinois basketball game preview this episode of the show is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on college for 20 dollars off your first purchase with game time all right, so again, check out our KUOU preview on uh, one of our other episodes if, if you're looking for that, if you're looking for football. Uh, this will get you into basketball, so you can either uh, tune into this if things aren't going well during the football game, or you can tune in before and get ready Sunday, whatever you want to. Uh, top storylines coming into the game between KU and Oklahoma. Basketball season is back. Uh, you're going to have another exhibition game on Wednesday. That'll be against Fort Hayes State. And then you have the real thing on Monday, November 6th, which means – A week from this upcoming Monday, you will have your first real KU basketball game for the season. And, you know, you just want to know, like, what can you learn in a game like this? It is still an exhibition, so you're not going to be able to have overwhelming takeaways. Like, both teams are probably still going to run a deeper rotation, maybe play guys a little bit less than they might want to. You're still installing the offense for both sides. Bill Self said at KU Media Day earlier this week that, um, they still haven't really even gotten into how they want to like play defensively. Like, what are they going to do in terms of ball screens and hedging and drop coverage and where you put this or that, right? Like, there are certain things they haven't totally worked on there that he said he likes to work on the offense before he works on the defense. And then how much experimentation is there going to be with different lineups, guys playing with each other that might not play with each other over the course of the season? And having all of that for your first game, like normally – if you have your secret scrimmage happen, it's like, okay, it's it's not under the bright lights or anything. We can iron out what we need to iron out. Any of KU's mistakes will be magnified in this because you're on the road in a hostile environment, which I think gets amplified the hostility for an exhibition because of the Hunter Dickinson return to Illinois. Um, he is absolutely hated by Illinois. And I don't think he likes Illinois either. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, I, I guess you have the Bill Self return too. Maybe that lowers things or maybe it increases things. I don't know which way. Uh, this was Eamon Brennan of The Athletic oh, a couple years ago. He tweeted a quote from Hunter Dickinson during um, Big 12 Men's Basketball Media Day back in 2021. And the quote from Hunter Dickinson back in 2021 reads as this. Illinois fans are pretty annoying. I'm not going to lie. Now, a year prior, Wolverine Corner tweeted out a quote from Dickinson that read, you can quote me on this. Nobody in the Big Ten, and I mean nobody, likes Illinois. So you have the vitriol from Hunter Dickinson to Illinois. 
Uh, Illinois has gone undefeated against Hunter Dickinson. I think they're three and zero in games he played. I was looking at his sports reference page; it, it had him at zero and th- or it had him at three games played. So I think zero and three. But overall, with him on the roster, they're zero and four. I, I don't know what's right there, but I, he has not beaten Illinois, I believe, to my knowledge. So uh, he's trying to get a win. Illinois probably doesn't like him very much, and he has a fun matchup too. I mean, uh, the big men for Illinois, whether it's Coleman Hawkins or Dane Danger, are talented and different types of players. We'll get into that later here in the show, part of our matchups to the game and, and players to watch. And stuff but uh yeah that'll, that'll be a lot of fun with with that return now this was also nearly a second round matchup in the ncaa tournament this past year um it was arkansas the eight seed illinois the nine seed obviously we know what ended up happening there unfortunately but there's also a secret scrimmage game last season this year they're able to publicize the game it'll be on big 10 network which maybe you do have maybe you don't if you don't have it you can probably sign up for a trial somewhere uh, for like a week-long trial that that does have it. You could also frequent your local sports bar. Good opportunity to, you know, help out local businesses, I guess. Um, you can also listen to the game on the radio. KLWN and 105.9 KISS, uh, your original home for the Hawks, will have both of those games or, or will have the game on both of the radio stations. So uh, you can check it out either of that way with Brian Haney and Greg Gurley on the call. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be just kind of a cool opportunity for both of these teams to show their stuff. Like Illinois probably has more to gain in this than Kansas does. I mean, both have the uh, the same amount to gain from a long-term perspective from a short term. If Illinois wins this game, people are going to be like, Oh, are they really good? You know, uh, maybe people are start being like, Oh, what's, what's, you know, are they really the number one team? If Kansas loses, even though it is an exhibition game, because the game is being televised. The fact that the game is being televised is not a secret scrimmage. You might get some like, I don't know, overreactions to the game, but it is for charity benefiting the Hawaii community and the foundation for uh foundation Maui strong fund uh, after the wildfires that happened in Maui. So cool opportunity there. And I, I feel like just, just make all secret scrimmages for charity. You can find a charity to make all these things publicized and to have the fans get more support and to raise money for this stuff. So I, I, I don't know why they just don't make all secret scrimmages, non-secret scrimmages and for different charities and different money. As far as the uh, Illinois scouting report here, they're ranked 19th in the preseason on Ken Palm. So this is a really good team, top 20 in the country. They're 18th on offense there. They're 21st on defense. Last season, Illinois was 20 and 13. They were 11 and 9 in the Big Ten, which finished them tied fifth. And they finished 35th in the country last season. And that was after losing to Arkansas in the first round of the tournament. Their head coach, Brad Underwood, is in year seven as the head coach. There were obviously some meetings with him when he was at Oklahoma State against Kansas. He's had a ton of success at Illinois. Oddly enough, he has never made a second weekend at Illinois. Maybe this is the year he's had a lot of good teams, just hasn't cracked through. But they lost Matthew Meyer, who averaged 12.5 points per game. KU fans were familiar with him from his time at Baylor. Jaden Epps, who averaged 9.5 points per game. Sky Clark at seven. And uh, RJ Melendez at six points. They brought back Terrence Shannon, who is an All-Big Ten All-American candidate, 17 points per game from last year. Coleman Hawkins, who averaged about 10 points per game. Dane Danger at nine and a half, uh, among some others that that could be filling into bigger roles. And then they added a, a good amount of transfers. Justin Harmon from Utah Valley put up 14 points per game. Marcus Domask is maybe the most notable transfer, 17 points per game at Southern Illinois. Good shooter. Quincy Garrier averaged nine points per game at Oregon. And then they have the uh, freshman class coming in too. Overall, it's, a, it's an older team. They have six players back. Uh, They have four players overall on the team on year five of college. So, again, an older team. They were a top 30 defense a year ago, too. So, you know, you look at them being good defensively probably this year. 
Um, they couldn't really shoot the ball last year. That was their big bugaboo. They really struggled shooting the ball. They were like low 30% from a three-point range. Uh, they did rebound pretty well on both ends. They were elite at two-point offense. They were elite at two-point defense. They played at a pretty fast tempo. They just couldn't really shoot the basketball. And so some of that stuff has been added to when you had like Domask and you know maybe Coleman Hawkins shoots at a higher percentage than 28%. There's reason to think they're a better three-point shooting team and a better team overall this year. Uh, but either way, it's a very talented team to say the least. Now it's impossible to know how some of the personnel changes that they've had are going to affect all of those different categories and things that you do when you're playing a first game of the season and how everything is going to gel and mesh together. But certainly some of the keys to what they did well are back. And this is basically, if you're Kansas, you're playing a top 20 team on the road in your first game. Yes, it doesn't count, but point being, if Kansas does lose this game, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I just wanted to give that precursor now because I will say, again, it's going to be on television. People are going to be watching it. If Kansas loses this game, people are going to be like, are we sure they're the number one team? In addition to people being like, okay, maybe Illinois is really good. And all I'm saying is don't take that. Like, If this game happened in the middle of the season, Kansas could be the number one team and lose on the road to a top 20 team, and you'd be like, well, that was no fun, but guess what? It happens, right? Sometimes... And top teams lose on the road against top 25 teams all the time. So I'm just saying, don't worry too much. They could lose this game. That would not necessarily be indicative that they're not the best team in the country. Because guess what? Best team in the country usually loses three, four, five times in a season. A lot of times it comes on the road against top 20 teams. So uh, again, don't overreact if that does end up happening. All right, we're going to get into more on this uh, matchup and we'll get into matchups to watch and uh, players to watch in this one first this episode of the show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders and more can't bet on the KU Illinois exhibition game you can get in on the KU Oklahoma game I'm all about the Mason Fairchild over receiving yards prop at 37 and a half played really well against OU last year and on top of that he also is coming off his best game of the season against Oklahoma State so uh, if you're interested in, in doing whatever whether it's NFL Sunday college football visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season fanduel official partner of the NFL our players to watch matchups to watch in this one let's start there our first matchup to watch is three-point shooting this is for both teams Will either team get hot from three or have a good three-point shooting team? Because I think, honestly, like this could be question number one for both teams. I think question number one for Kansas might be more about depth. Question two for Kansas probably be three-point shooting. I think question one for Illinois is three-point shooting after they really struggled last year. Illinois shot just 31% from three-point range last season. Now, Domas comes in, he shot 35%. He'll help. Yeah, You look for internal improvement. Some of the other transfers coming in should help as well. They should be better, but how much better? KU, meanwhile has how many plus shooters on the team, which if you're asking me, like, what is a plus shooter? I would say like, it's not just somebody who shoots at solid efficiency. So like plus shooters, I don't know, like 37% or higher, but also on good volume. So you're not just taking one or two, three pointers per game and, and shooting high percentage because they're all wide. So like by that definition, I think Nick Timberlake is a plus shooter. 
Dwan Harris shoots high efficiency, not a ton of threes. Same with Hunter Dickinson. Kevin McCuller, I wouldn't call him a plus shooter. Like some of the freshmen, you don't know how they're going to translate. I don't know. Is it just the one? Right? Do you need more than that? Now, again, Johnny Furphy could end up being a 37% shooter. Maybe you have enough efficiency from Dewan and Hunter Dickinson. It doesn't matter. Maybe Kevin McCuller takes the next step up. Um, I'll throw one out there. I was having a radio conversation earlier this week on Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Brian Haney, and he mentioned you know, Michael Jankovic has been playing really well over the course of camp. We've toiled this around, and sometimes it, it's kind of like, okay, is that really going to happen? But I remember last year in the offseason, Bill Self said, do we consider making Michael Jankovic our ninth man if he's our best shooter? You know, And I don't know if that was more motivation for the other guys or him just thinking out loud, um, but not something he actually entertained. You have less scholarship guys, and against Illinois – um, you have 10 scholarship guys that Clements will play in this, even though, you know, he'll be red shirting. He can still play in this event. Um, but Johnny Furphy has been dealing with shin splints. He's missed the last like 10 or 11 days. So Furphy might not play. Could Michael Jankovic play like 10 minutes in this game and hit a couple threes. If Michael Jankovic is your best three point shooter, if he's shooting 40, 45% from three, do you find a role for him where he shoots two threes per game in five minutes and, and plays a little bit just to extend your bench just a little bit more? I don't know, but but shooting is, is certainly going to be a conversation here for this game. Number two is the battle inside. Part of this is, from the Kansas perspective, watching the link up between K.J. Adams and Hunter Dickinson. You want to see how those two guys are playing off each other, how they are playing together, because – That'll be the key and, and the success for KU this year. Do you have enough spacing? Are they able to make it work next to each other? And does it actually make for a better defensive and rebounding team that if you can make the spacing and offensive stuff work, um, it's going to increase you in so many other ways. And on top of that, like, does it open you up with passing and throwing down alley-oops and, and all, all this different stuff that Bill Self can get creative with, with playing the two of them coming up together. Now, on the other end, Illinois has good bigs. Coleman Hawkins is a super athletic five man. I mean, he's he's similar to like a wing in his athleticism, but he's got the height and the size and everything of a five man. Uh, pretty good numbers, like 10 points, like six rebounds per game, some of that stuff. But the shooting was a little bit inconsistent for him. He shot four threes per game at 28%. So he was willing to chuck them. Meanwhile, it's a completely different style of big man in Dane Danger, who is a load inside. He is a gigantic dude. And he is a bruiser inside on both ends of the floor. So it's different looks at both ends, right? Like offensively, if Hunter Dickinson's going against Danger, it's trying to deal with the physicality. When it's Hawkins, it's more of a question of how does Dickinson keep up with him when Hawkins is on the offense, right, with his mobility and his ability to shoot threes. Can Hunter Dickinson show his mobility? And how does KU kind of approach that? Do you I, – I don't know. Do you play zone or anything? Like it'll be very interesting to see how KU kind of works that. And if Coleman Hawkins – takes that next step up and is a breakout player like some people were expecting him to be last year where he was solid but didn't quite jump to maybe where some people were expecting him to be but overall Illinois was top 20 in the country in two-point percentage offense last year they were also top 20 in the country in two-point percentage defense last season and when you just look at Big Ten only games which you know you got to deal with some big guys in the Big Ten whether it was Hunter Dickinson or Zach Eady, Illinois was number one in Big Ten only games in two-point percentage offense and they were number one in two-point percentage defense. So this will be a great test for KU on the end. And to that notion, KU brought in Hunter Dickinson for games like this. Go against teams that have good two-point defense. Get you easy buckets inside. Now, that's not specific easy in this matchup, given who they are, but it makes it a little bit easier for you. You know, this is a familiar matchup for them. And uh, some of those numbers Hunter Dickinson has gone against with Illinois, it's been a against like Kofi Coburn 
Um, so it, you know, it's, it's not apples to apples, I guess necessarily, but he is not, he has not gotten a win against Illinois in his career and he's shooting just 45% in his career against Illinois. Now he's still putting up 17 points and 11 rebounds per game in the matchups that he's had with Illinois. So he's still been productive, but efficiency has dropped a bit and Illinois has done a good job against him. So that'll be a fun matchup in this one. Number three, our final matchup, uh, before we get to our player matchups, players to watch is forcing turnovers versus a lack of true point guards for Illinois. Illinois last season was 207th in the country in turnover rate offensively. They were also ninth in turnover rate offensively in Big Ten only games. They didn't really have a true point guard. And this year, they still don't really have a true point guard either. Um, Terrence Shannon had to play some point guard for them. All of a sudden, here comes Dewan Harris. Here comes Kevin McCuller that will steal the ball, steal your soul. And if you don't have a true point guard, that could hurt you there. So I could see Kansas getting a good amount, especially in the first game where usually it is more sloppy, have more turnovers. Uh, Kansas could end up with a lot of steals in this game. Now, our player matchup of the game is Terrence Shannon against Kevin McCuller. All three of Illinois' projected starting guards are like 6'5", 6'6". So Shannon might technically be the point guard and has played some point guard for them last year. But Ty Rogers, going back to that conversation, sounds like he might take over um, after having that kind of disjointed point guard spot a season ago. Maybe it's Dewan Harris on, on Terrence Shannon. Maybe it's, you know, Nick Timberlake on Marco Jackson, whoever the two man is. Um, even if even if it's not necessarily Kevin McCuller guarding him, KU switches a lot. So there will probably be times they're guarding each other, but they might they might have him guard him as the, the majority guy and the main culprit on him. I don't know. Regardless, um, it's a super fun matchup for a couple of reasons. One, Terrence Shannon put up 17 points per game last year. Kevin McCullers a great defender. The other part of this, both of them are former Texas Tech transfers. Terrence Shannon was at Texas Tech, transferred to Illinois. Kevin McCullers was at Texas Tech, transferred to Kansas. Both of them have had uh, a lot of success in their new stops, similar to a lot of success that they had. And so you have two big, physical, lengthy, versatile wings that do different things, but are both all-conference candidates, are both all-American candidates, and are both legit NBA draft prospects, right? So you could be going up against each other. That's going to be a really fun matchup in addition to the past highs and the storyline of both being former Texas Tech guys. Uh, let's get to our players to watch, I guess, outside of that. Here with Locked on Jayhawks. First, we're brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks, submit your entry in less than 60 seconds they have quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types that make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app with the prize picks reboot policy too your entries stay in play even if one of the players gets injured for nfl games and college football top 25 matchups if you have a player you, who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second that player is rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college with code college for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Finishing things up with our players to watch between Kansas and Illinois in the exhibition game that's happening on Sunday. Again, the game will be on Big Ten Network. You can uh, listen to it on the radio, 105.9 KISS and KLWN in Lawrence. Our players to watch for Illinois, we're going to go with Coleman Hawkins. Ten points, over six rebounds per game, three assists per game. He's a good passer. 44% from the floor, 28% from three. Again, four per game. So he's willing to take them. We'll see how hot he gets. 1.2 blocks, 1.1 steals. He fills up the stat sheet. Great athlete. It's, it's a 
tough matchup for but this is the type of matchup that if you're Kansas, you are worried that, you know, are you going to be able to defend a stretch five or a team that, that has a mobile center, right? And this is a good opportunity to show that you're going to be just fine dealing with that against a top 20 opponent. For Kansas, I'm going Hunter Dickinson. I, I could give you a you know, sexy answer about why it could be this guy or that guy. It's the obvious answer to go with Hunter Dickinson, but I think it's also the right answer. Um, I could tell you it's the two guard for KU just because it'll be interesting to see who starts or plays more. I can tell you it's KJ because you want to see how he plays next to Hunter Dickinson. But it's Dickinson because he's the guy. He's your projected All-American. He, this is the first time you're seeing him in like a real college game, even though it doesn't count. I know we saw the Puerto Rico stuff or late night in the fog. This is like for real stuff now, even though it doesn't count to the record, it's a lot closer to what you're going to be having for real. And he's playing against a team who hates him and he hates them. So he's going to give you a real effort in this one. And I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see what he can do and excited to see what the offense looks like running through him as the best player on the team that is number one in the AP preseason poll. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Jayhawks. Sorry for some of the Wi-Fi trouble. We've been having uh, some connectivity issues on today's episode, but uh, hopefully you powered through with us. You can uh, find us anywhere you get any of your podcasts. You can hit us up on Twitter at Radio there, and uh, you can also like and subscribe to our page on our YouTube feed. See you next time with Locked on Jayhawks.